Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. All right, here we go. Presented by Kindred Digital, Toy Production Services, and Big Buck Country 1015. All right, I'm listening. Each show, we'll sit down and go one-on-one with the country music legends. And from time to time, we'll introduce you to the future legends as well. Pour your favorite drink and sit back and enjoy your Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. All right, I think all the levels are set. Let's go. Let's go. Here's your host, Jason Toy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of our Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. Jason Toy here with you, and we're starting our, what, our third season? This is episode one, and it's kind of our tribute to Keith Whitley. We had a chance to sit down after it was announced that Keith Whitley was going to go into the Country Music Hall of Fame with his wife, Lori Morgan, and his brother, Dwight Whitley, to find out about the impact of how uh, finally having his legacy cemented into the Country Music Hall of Fame. So in this edition of our Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast, we catch up with Lori and Dwight, not only about things they got going on, but how big it was to hear about Keith Whitley going in to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Enjoy it. Joining us now is Lori Morgan, as it's been a big week here for Lori and Jesse Keith, Dwight, and the whole Whitley family, because Keith Whitley announced going into the Country Music Hall of Fame. And Lori, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you, Jason? Pretty good. It's, catch, it's great to catch up with you, and uh, it's been awesome, actually, to be able to catch up with you here because uh, obviously been a big admirer of your career for so long. We love having you as part of our radio station and, and love uh, the fact that you know we had a chance to get to see you a, a little while ago, and I know it was a huge thing for your family and Jesse Keith and everybody uh, when they announced that Keith Whitley is going to go into the Country Music Hall of Fame. That's a huge deal uh, for you guys. Congratulations. It was Thank you. That was uh, the moment we've been waiting for for a very, very long time. And uh, I'm just uh, happy uh, that he's finally in, you know, in his forever home and, and a place he most assuredly deserves to be. And, you know, it, it, it took a village. It took the fans and my manager and his family and my family and um, so many supporters of Keith to get him there. So we're very proud of that. Yeah, we talked to Dwight, uh, his brother, uh, right after that as well. And, you know, you could still hear the tears in, in, in his voice. You know what I mean? that the, the emotions that came out when that announcement happened. Oh, yeah. And I, he was the first person I called, uh, Dwight was. And, um, you know, I, actually, I talked to him yesterday. It was his birthday. And mm-hmm. I, he sounds so much like Keith. It was, it was frightening. It was just frightening. And, uh, um, I heard he's he's kind of working on a little band thing mm-hmm. himself, and I, I I just love staying in touch with Uncle Dwight. He's <laughs> he's my closest. Him and Jesse are my closest things to Keith. You know. <laughs> You know, you talk about with Jesse as well, too. I know this is very special to have his dad be able to do this, but also Jesse and his own career as well. I know you guys perform a lot together, too, and it's great. I know it, it as a mom, I'm sure, obviously, it's great to see that, that Whitley name continue on through your son, and he continues to put out great stuff. Yeah, he's – and, you know, the thing about Jesse, when he, when he first started, uh, started, he – People expected him to, you know, sound just like Keith. And while there is a lot of Keith tones in his voice, he's he's outlaw. I mean, he's he does his own thing. He's uh, he loves doing his daddy songs and carrying the name on. Um, but people people have realized he's his own uh, he's his own identity. You know. Yeah. 
And we just had him here not too long ago playing uh, here in Eastern Kentucky. And I know you guys know this area very well and uh, had a great crowd there, as he always does, too. So Lori Morgan is here with us. And Lori, uh, real quick, before we talk about uh, the new stuff you have coming up. And of course, you got a show coming your way uh, here this week at the, the Jackson County Fair, too. Let's uh, I want to ask you a couple more things about with with Keith. And I know you guys got something special that you're working on that Keith Whitley Memorial Monument that you're raising funds for. Tell folks what this project is and how they can be a part of it well um when keith passed away you know we did we didn't have any money we didn't have any money or anything and um so the uh the stone was basically donated by joe galani um the president of rca and um i over the years it's been beautiful but i just feel like um Keith needed something more stately um, for his stone, and I have worked on finding the right stone for years, and I finally found it. And um, we, my manager, decided decided it would be best to let the fans be a part of um, helping fund the uh, the, the monument, mm-hmm. and we. We just feel honored that if the fans want to be a part of it, you know, their name will be put somewhere around the stone that they have helped donate, um, you know, the, the Keith's final resting place. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just a beautiful angel, and it's very, um, it's not gaudy. It's very unstately, actually. It's very un. Um, it's not gaudy. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. And it's beautiful. And I forget where do they, where do they go to get to in indiegogo dot com. Mm-hmm. And, and and they they put in the search bar Keith Whitley, mm-hmm. and they can. There's all kinds of packages that they can uh, buy to. They get something back <laughs> for their donation. Is what I'm saying. It depends on how much they give, and. Um, we want to get this done ASAP for the next year's Keith Whitley ride. So we're trying to get it where that's the presentation that we'll be showing next year at the Keith Whitley Memorial Ride. And I know folks can give as little as $10, and it goes all the way up uh, well beyond that. It includes you and Jesse Keith doing a show, uh, either a private show or a public show for yep. whoever, too. That's a pretty neat deal. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And you know, a lot of people are, are were like, I don't understand why, you know, why she just doesn't get it. Well, we want everybody to be a part of of the of the process of honoring Keith. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So that's awesome that's, indeed. Yeah, it's a, a really so. sweet deal. And, and the the monument up there, it's at, at Spring Hill Cemetery in Nashville. So folks can go visit it. And also, too, when you guys get done with this, I know, like you said, before the ride next year, which uh, Dwight and I were talking about that as well, that uh, a great annual event. And you guys are hoping to have everything done by that point. We hope so. Yeah, there's a beautiful monument up in Sandy Hook, you mm-hmm. know, for Keith. It's a bronze statue, I think, that uh, some guy... Uh, donated and did for the Whitleys, but it's not his hometown and, um, where he lived and wanted to mm-hmm. be. It was in Nashville, and this is again his uh, final resting place. Mm-hmm. And baby, are you okay? 
My husband's, you're bending over. Uh oh. My husband had eye surgery and he's not supposed to bend over. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, um, he bends over a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a part of it. You got you got to be a mom. You got to be a wife. You got to be a, a musician as well, too. And oh, it's it's uh, I, you're multifaceted. I have a lot of parts. <laughs> I have a lot of parts. <laughs> and uh, for, you know, I got I, I for neglected to say this, but an author as well. So you've been uh, you've got yeah. you've, you've been published before. You got new stuff coming out as well. What do you have working on? Oh my gosh! Well, I got this new book I'm working on. Um, uh, just the, the you know the other book was a lot, uh, basically about Keith and our relationship and and his time with me mm-hmm. and this book is uh, about me and uh, struggles being a woman uh, in this crazy music industry um, and struggles with being a mom. It's it's just kind of letting people know where I've been where I've come from, what I've dealt with along the way, um, some of the fun fun things about it, and also, you know, some funny stories in there with some late great musicians and, and artists, and um, there's just some funny stuff in it and some emotional things in it. So I've been working on this book for about five years, so oh, wow. um, I'm getting close to it being done. Uh, I'm hoping to write my last uh, pages down in um, St. Joe, Florida, with my publicist, and um, who's going to help me get it all organized, and then we'll we'll get it out there. But I'm also just completed a brand new album with Richard Landis, my old time producer and old friend, and uh, then I've got a project I'm working on with Larry Gatlin called L and L, where I'm we're writing all the songs for the album. And then I'm doing another project where I'm producing a new act. Her name is Morgan Cheyenne, and she is as country as cornbread. (laughs) And uh, we don't have anybody like that right now. Um, She's authentic, authentic. And um, in fact, she's coming out this afternoon and uh, coming out this afternoon and, and playing me some songs that she's written. And we're hoping to get her in the studio ASAP. You know, and you talk about the that and when having and having an act that you're trying to 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 carry on. You know, I mean, you talk about try, with the influence of real country music and women in country music. Is it starting to? I don't want to say equal out, but is the playing field starting to get more leveled, or is it still a long way to go? Well, it varies. <laughs> <laughs> it varies more than it used to. Um, it, it's still. Um, a pretty tough business for women but um and there's a lot it's not just saying that it's because of men but you know women travel differently than men we require certain things that men don't require uh one thing is more sleep more um i mean there is just a whole different world for the women out there traveling and um it, it you know i've been out there 47 years so uh, there's things that I require now at this age that I didn't when I was younger. And, and to make sure we get them on writers and things like that, it's like pulling teeth sometimes from promoters. And it's not ridiculous things like just only green M&Ms. <laughs> it's not like that. It's just 
things that make you a little bit more comfortable on the road. And um, it's, you know, guys don't understand a lot of times what females go through to look good for, for stage. <laughs> and then, you know, there's always uh, the women writers, songwriters have always had a little tougher way to go. Um, than the males, but uh, I, th I think that's changing a lot. So, which is which is great, but um, you know, I, I'm not still sh so sure that it, it's it's not quite equal yet. But it's better than it used to be. That's a great thing to hear. Lori Morgan is here with us, and Lori, I know your admiration for for Tammy Wynette and uh, Jeannie Seely, and who else influenced you a at an early age, and who still influences you today? Well, I was a big Karen Carpenter fan. Oh, wow. Okay. I loved Karen Carpenter. Um, absolutely. Uh, and, and I'm a, I think the best singer, female singer on this planet is Celine Dion. I mean, there's hands down best singer, uh, alive. Before her was Barbara Streisand, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of both of them, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I also loved Dottie West because she was a kind of a raw. Uh, she was a, you know, don't don't mess with me kind of gal, and and it showed in her voice. And um, I, I loved her, uh, Sammy Smith. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of people I, I admire and and greatly influenced by. Mm. So. Uh, I don't know if you remember, well, hell, I can't even remember her name right now. <laughs> wait a second. Oh, wait a minute. What was her name? Wilma Burgess. Do you remember no. Wilma Burgess? I've heard the name once before, but I, I couldn't okay. tell you anything she about her. She was a country singer years, and I was a little girl, and she was, her name was Wilma Burgess, and she recorded that uh, song, Misty Blue, uh -huh. in a country version, and I absolutely admired her. I mean, I was a, a Wilma Burgess fan. Get a chance, Google her and li listen yeah. to some of her old country records. She was a she was a feisty, feisty woman and singer, and I, I just loved her. Well, how does it make you feel today when when artists will say Lori Morgan was a big influence on me? How does that make you feel? Old, old. <laughs> 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 of course it's flattery i mean yeah. yes that that makes me feel great but oh my gosh I, I i haven't heard many of them say that but uh it's it's an honor it's a very much a privilege well you and you know when you're up the say just for example on when you do the opera and i know you do the opera <laughs> a lot there's little girls that are out there that are watching you up on that stage going i want to be like laurie morgan i want to be in laurie morgan's place are you asking me how it feels? Yeah, I mean, that, how's that? that, that that's got to feel pretty awesome. When you're standing in that circle and you look down and you see the, the glimmer in those little girls' eyes. Oh, I had one wake kept waving at me the other night on the Opry. And I thought, I remember being her age, looking up at Tammy and Barbara Mandrell, and Dottie and Seely, Jean Shepard, all them women at the Opry. And I thought, bless her little heart. And I saw her punch her mommy and say, she waved back, you know. <laughs> That's awesome, indeed. I know it gives you a great feeling. It's got to be. And, you know, it, it give folks a perspective on this, because I know when I've gone to the Opry, 
and just walking in the building, and if, be it if it's at the, or the Opryland or if it's at the Ryman, just to be a part of that. And even right now, it's, it gives me cold chills just thinking about the, the history, the heritage that comes along with being a member of the Grand Ole Opry, just being able to walk in that building. Well, it's, um, it's truly a special place for me because my dad was a member of the Opry for 28 yeah. years um, until he passed away. And he sang the last song at the Ryman Auditorium the night we closed the, the Ryman and then opened the Opry the next night at the Opryland Hotel. So he was a big part of history making and just remembering how the Ryman looked when I was a little girl. There was no elevator in the Ryman. There was no <laughs> pretty little dressing rooms. It was all uh, the women had a bathroom to go into to change. And the guys, I think, had a couple dressing rooms on the other side, of course. But, um, <laughs> um, it, you know, you, you walk in there, and I can't help but remember being little and how crowded it used to be backstage and all the instruments and Lonzo and Oscar and folks like that and Grandpa Jones and Joe, um, oh, God, what was his name? Um, Jody, Cousin Jody and yeah. Dale Wood. I mean, it, it was just they were all standing around because nobody had dressing rooms to go in. That's how they got so close. They, 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 had to, they had to get to know each other. And now we're in the Opry House where everybody goes in their dressing rooms. And um, those of us who want to be around the other ones hang at the end of the stage and off the, off the wings and, and hang around. But um, it, it, is, it is truly nostalgic and truly a, a chilling uh, visit every time we go. It's, and the personalities that came out of that, you know, for us and up in this area, little Jimmy Dickens, who was a huge part of the Opry and, you know, just the, the personalities. And you talk about the friendships and the family that you have developed, that you developed just by being a member of that, but also performing like you guys do. That's just, it's just great to be Correct. able to do that. It, yeah. it, 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 it's awesome. And I loved little Jimmy and Bill Monroe and all those guys. I mean, it was, you know, they were friends with my dad, so. You know, they hung out together. They went fishing together. And, and you know, I, I certainly miss those days. Hey, you know, you did a, something pretty special here for you. And I know we've been long here. And, Lori, I appreciate the time. But you did something pretty special here earlier this year at the Opry. Didn't you, did you perform with the Beach Boys? I did. How I cool is that? Out. <laughs> <laughs> it was their very first performance on the Grand Ole Opry in their 50-some year career. And they had asked me to uh, perform the song I recorded with them called Don't Worry Baby. And I, I mean, I felt like it was my first time on the Opry. I was a wreck. <laughs> and um, I just had a blast. And those guys are wonderful. They're just wonderful. Are they just as fun? I know, obviously, time catches up. But, you know, you always saw the energy with those guys on stage and I gotta imagine they still got that same energy. They do still have it. I promise you, they have it. And I think I, I don't know if you heard me say that there, uh, there's only two or three original members uh, of the Beach Boys left, and and they're just they still have fun out there on the stage, and you know, making people happy and uh, remembering yesterday, and 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 they take us back to a time when life wasn't so full of what it's full of now mm -hmm. and uh, you know everybody's walking around scared and and 
just putting on the Beach Boys music just makes you feel better, you know? Oh, it, it does indeed. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, you're sitting at the, around the house, you pull up on the radio or whatever deal, just to hear the stuff back from the 60s to even now, they, they still sound great live in concert now. I mean, even John Stamos oh, gets God. out there with them playing drums and all that stuff too. It's awesome. It's it's awesome. Yeah, that's great indeed. Lori Morgan is here with us. And, Lori, before we let you go here, I know you you got a, a big show coming up here on Wednesday. You're going to be at the Jackson County Junior Fair in Cottageville, West Virginia. So we're looking forward to, to having you out there. And can, folks can expect to see some great things from you on stage. I know they're going to see it, right? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. We're, we, we do a little Beach Boys, too, and uh, <laughs> um, a lot of country and, and just different things. You never know what I feel like pulling out. Uh, on the set and uh i feature the band on some things and um uh so it, it you know we just have fun it's just a go by the seat of your pants kind of show that's awesome indeed we're looking forward to having you back up here in the area and you know and i know coming in in the area the ashland area ashland huntington ironton area it's obviously you did that for many years with keith but does it still amaze you when you look at this region and especially the country music highway the amount of talent that has come from this area Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, it's more more than, than, than Nashville, that's for sure. <laughs> if you think you think about it, you got you Y'all know. practically y'all practically built the country music industry. <laughs> well when you think about it, you got you know, obviously with Keith Whitley, but you know, you look at things with the Judds, you go down Ricky Skaggs, you've got, you know, even newer, you know, guys and girls that are continuing to come up. Loretta Lynn, obviously Crystal Gale, you know, Gary Stewart. There's I mean two there's two people in well, Pam's Pam uh, Tillis's band yeah. that are both from Pike Pikeville, Kentucky. And it's like <laughs> wow. They're cu- they keep coming. They're just they're, they keep uh, they keep manufacturing them up there. <laughs> they keep finding Keith the uh, the Chris Stapletons and the Tyler Childers up here in this area, right? I know it's amazing. <laughs> Hey, Lori, thank you. It's amazing, but it's great. Thank you so much uh, for all you do, all you've done for country music, continuing to do. We're looking forward to the great the new album. Look forward to catching up with you, too, when the new book comes out. And, you know, on the other side of it, too, and uh, I mean, your husband, I know, with uh, he's had the, a lot as well here, too. You talked about health-wise, and he's had some stuff done. But you were able to still keep Keith Whitley's legacy alive between you and Jesse and the whole family. And we thank you for being able to do that because, obviously, he's a huge impact, not only in this region, but also in the country music world. And like I said, that medallion ceremony is going to be pretty darn special coming up. I believe it is. Yes, sir. Lori, thank you so much. Thank it's been you. a big honor catching up with you. Safe travels, and we'll look forward to catching up with you soon, okay? Thank you so much. See you soon. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> hey, Lori, thank it's you. It's amazing, but it's great. Thank you so much uh, for all you do, all you've done for country music, continuing to do. We're looking forward to the great the new album. Look forward to catching up with you, too, when the new book comes out. And, you know, on the other side of it, too, and uh, I mean, your husband, I know, with – uh, he's had the, a lot as well here too. You talked about health wise, and he's had some stuff done. But you were able to still keep Keith Whitley's legacy alive between you and Jesse and the whole family. And we thank you for being able to do that because obviously he's a huge impact not only in this region but also in the country music world. And like I said, that medallion ceremony is going to be pretty darn special coming up. I believe it is. Yes, sir. Lori, thank you so much. Thank it's been you. a big honor catching up with you. Safe travels, and we we'll look forward to catching up with you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. See you soon.
That was the great Lori Morgan there. How about the other side of things with Dwight Whitley? He is the older brother of Keith Whitley. They grew up playing together, uh, playing music together in eastern Kentucky. And now his brother is going into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Joining us now on our Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast, he is the older brother and uh, one of the greats. It's Dwight Whitley. Dwight, I tell you what, congratulations to you and the family. I got to imagine, what was the reaction like when you first heard when they made that announcement that your brother's going into the Country Music Hall of Fame? Well, I was really, it was hard to hold back tears. I never thought that I would be affected this way by it. And, uh, I was wrong, man. It, it was so heartwarming that it finally happened. And uh, so many people have uh, longed for it and wished for it and stood by Keith. And now that it's happened, I'm, I'm happy for all of his fans and friends. You know, you, of course, the family. I was going to say, you think back to, to the family, and that's what, you know, with you and, and Randy and, and, and Keith, and I think your mom even helped perform as well. You guys, uh, Bluegrass and, and Ricky Skaggs, and this the history goes way, way back to get to where we are right now. Yeah, it did. It actually all started, uh, in our case, with uh, my grandfather, Ferguson, Lewis Ferguson. He was an old-time banjo picker, and he was a blacksmith. Of course, my mother... His daughter, she played banjo, guitar, uh, piano, organ. My father played harmonica, and of course he lost most of his left hand in World War II. And but he could still, he could still know the banjo and play it. But uh, Randy, my brother, uh, and I uh, played. My sister, older than me, she sang. And of course, Keith came along. He was the last one born, and uh, it was just natural that he would go to music and uh, that was his life he never wanted to do anything but that you know and and, and you played the banjo i know that as well but that it was uh and then that progression like I said and you guys got together with ricky skaggs and they went on to, with ralph stanley as well it's it's a it's a beautiful history when you think about it well actually keith and i were were playing uh we had a, a weekly radio show and we was doing uh it was actually two days a week, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a TV show in Hazard, Kentucky, that we did weekly. Uh, <laughs> it was live, and uh, it was during that time we'd already been playing. We actually started in 68, mm-hmm. and uh, it was uh, about 70 when uh, Ricky met Keith at an event in Israel, Kentucky, and they were the same age, and they hit it off, and... Keith invited Ricky over to join us on our radio broadcast, and so they uh, they became real close. And the, them being the same age, mm-hmm. uh, they ended up visiting uh, one of Ralph Stanley's concerts, and that's how it all started. He hired them, <laughs> used them every time he was near, and then when school was out, he took them with him on the road, and it just worked out great for him that's awesome indeed dwight Lilly, dwight whitley is here with us as we talk about uh, his brother keith going into the country music hall of fame and the the family history here with the 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 music and the, the legacy lives on that's the thing we talk about it with all of our listeners of course we play a lot of keith's music on big buck but it's the legacy will live on forever and i think going into the hall of fame solidifies that legacy well i, I agree with you it's uh it's time it happened, and uh, thankfully it did. And 
It, you know, it's a great honor because uh, my wife just read to me there's only 149 members in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And you think of all the, the uh, people that are in music that have not been inducted. It's a great honor for that to happen. And Keith was uh, number 148, and uh, one of my heroes, Jerry Lee List, number 149. I'm so grateful that he got in. Yeah, that's awesome. While he was alive. Yeah, that's all. And Jerry Lee was able to be there at the at the announcement. I know uh, Lori Morgan was uh, accepted it uh, for Keith uh, with Brooks and Dunn. And I didn't realize when I was listening to Ronnie Dunn do the induction, the fact that Keith never performed on the CMA Awards. Uh, never, no. he was not a member of the Grand Ole Opry, but he was set to become a member. He was set to be invited. Uh, the, two weeks, yeah, two weeks away. Wow! And it never. That's just the way things work out sometimes, but. Uh, Wow. At least now he's getting some recognition. <laughs> well, and, you know, we, we talk about it as well, and Garth made it in his induction ceremony. I know back in 12 that he said that Keith Whitley deserves a spot in the Country Music Hall of Fame and the influence that he has, that Keith's music still has on today's generation of country music, but also the guys that are now like Garth and other people that have achieved the success, they uh, atone it all back to Keith. That's right. Garth was a huge fan of Keith's, and uh, he said when he was inducted, Keith should have been inducted before me. Wow. And he still, he, he felt that way, and he worked hard. You know, he helped with the uh, uh, the uh, tribute that was done for Keith back in, uh, I believe it was 19 in Nashville, when, oh, there must have been 30 or 40 artists came out and performed to promote Keith, and that was quite an event. I got to take that in my wife and and our son mike and i got to take that all in that was that was wonderful that the people would come out and honor keith in that way now, one of the best shows i've ever seen in my life are they still doing the the the, the, the motorcycle ride and stuff like that yes they're doing it it's yeah. not as huge as it was mm-hmm. i haven't gone in a while i i, I attended the first 11 <laughs> and was set to go on the 12th one and uh when my son got killed and I haven't gone since, but it actually started in 1990, the first one. Wow. And the last one I went on in 01, there was over 500 motorcycles. It got too big. Yeah. So they've downsized it now and, and they still do it. It's just not as big an event, uh, but they've taken it from a two day event. Now it's more like a three day event, but it's, it's mostly centered around the Nashville area. We used to leave Sandy Hook uh, in fact, uh, one of the, the DJs from uh, from the Dog used mm-hmm. to come down and go on the run with us, and of course, uh, Jesse James, people oh, knew yeah. him at WTCR, he participated in it all too. But it was uh, was and still is a big uh, a big event. Yeah, it's awesome indeed, and of course to keep the the name alive, to keep the music alive as well. What was your favorite uh, Keith Whitley song? Well, I think I'm no stranger to the rain got yeah. to most people, and uh, that was probably my favorite, but uh, I enjoyed everything he ever did. But I remember when uh, they were picking the top 100 songs for the decade of 1980, the number one song was I'm No Stranger to the Rain for the whole decade. Wow. And that was some, that was something. Is there is there I know there was a lot of tracks that came out and the album came out after after he had passed. Is there any other music that has that he had recorded that has never been put out there? Well, I'm still finding out there are songs. Uh, in fact, I've heard a couple here lately that I didn't know existed. Wow. And uh, there's probably 
probably more. Uh, who knows? Hopefully they'll be uh, someday uh, discovered and <laughs> people can hear them. But his demos were top-notch. Yeah. I mean, you could take a demo that uh, Keith had done and, and make a record. That's how, <laughs> how Kennedy did it. I love the story. I love the story about how he and Lori met at the at the studio because he came in to cut the demo for "Does Fort Worth Ever Cross Your Mind," which became a one of the sixty plus number one hits for George Strait. You know that confused Keith. Uh, he cut four songs. That was one. Yeah. And uh, I can't recall the other three. Honky Tonk Crazy was one. And uh, with these aren't no. Uh, oh shoot! Not. <laughs> One Randy Travis did. On the other hand, on the other that hand, okay. one, yeah, and Keith had cut all those, but for some reason the label said it was too country. Wow! Now, I, I, can you understand that? I don't. <laughs> it's too country for Keith, but George Strait heard them. He liked them. He cut them and got hits. He got a, about three or four number one songs off of songs that uh, Keith had recorded, and of course. Randy Travis, and, and by the way, I'm a huge fan of Randy Travis. I got mm-hmm. to meet him at the event they had in 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, I love his music. And of course, him and Keith were, were friends, too. But uh, it was confusing Keith because they were telling him it was too country, uh, and yet other people were getting hits off his songs. <laughs> but he finally got his turn, and uh, it, it just took a while. Yeah. I would love I would love if those demos ever came out. I'd love to hear his version of those songs. Well, they're they're around a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, I know people that have them, but uh, <laughs> I agree with you. I think we ought to get the opportunity to let the fans hear them. <laughs> you know Maybe what? That'll happen. I'll say, you know what? If you put those songs out, I bet you they will go to number one on the charts even today. <laughs> That'll be well, awesome. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> people uh, are really. Uh, longing for the old traditional country you don't hear enough oh, yeah. of it anymore but uh, i think it'll work its way back all good things come back i think what goes around comes, comes around is that the old saying yeah, that's it that's it and what, that's one of the great things with our radio station with big buck you know we it's real country it's the legends and uh we're able to yeah. keep to keep the legacies alive and real quick before we let you go dwight i was thinking about it after the announcement and i kind of sat back and i was like man that's as awesome this is the way it should be started thinking Two years in a row, two members going into the Country Music Hall of Fame from Ashland area. You got to think about it. the Judds last year going in. This time it's Keith Whitley. That's just think it about the history about this area. Doesn't yeah, it? it does. There's a lot of talent here. Yeah, and a lot yet to be discovered. I think. No, oh, I, I I agree with you on that completely. Indeed. Now, uh, obviously, you put out an album in Brotherly Love and doing some uh, tracks with that a long time ago. And but your path took a little bit different. You you the family man, and you had and you worked the coal mines, right? Well, I didn't work in the mines. I worked in the coal the industry. industry. Okay, but uh, yeah, I said uh, I had about twenty plus years in the coal industry, and of course, I've I've done everything from construction. Uh, welding carpenter work and uh, ended up i spent about the last 20 years in a truck oh, oh there you go <laughs> that was i told everybody i was working my way to the bottom but <laughs> not putting trucking down i enjoyed that i love that i got to see a lot of country and uh it's a good way to make it was a good way to make a living until the government put all the regulations on it and it mm. got so bad i finally just said i'm gonna retire and 
And in 2021, I did. January 3rd was the last day I worked. And I came home, got my old banjo out, and uh, played last date on it and flat flow <laughs> videoed it and put it on YouTube or somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's how I started my retirement, enjoying my banjos and rocking chairs. Oh, that's awesome. And, and playing with those grandkids and great-grandkids, that's the whole part oh, yeah, of it, right? Yeah, I've got, uh, in fact, I've got... Uh, six really good banjos and i'm going today to buy the number seven and i have seven <laughs> great grandsons so i got one for each there you go that's awesome indeed <laughs> now i think i think the next progression here i think and i i know there's some people that will be behind us the next member i think that goes into the country music hall of fame especially from our region needs to be old etc earl thomas conley what do you think oh i agree i agree 100 percent Keith and Earl Thomas were really good friends. And if you got a minute, I'd like to yeah. tell you this funny story. Yeah. They were in California at an award show. Both were nominated for an award. And they looked a lot alike when Keith's hair was short. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Earl Thomas was much taller. But they were walking down the street. Keith told me this story. And he said Earl Thomas Conley was behind him a good ways, but they could see each other. And this lady come running up to Keith. Now, this is in California. Earl Thomas, I want your autograph. <laughs> and she was talking to Keith. He turned around and looked at Earl Thomas, and he gave Keith a wink and a nod, and Keith signed <laughs> autograph for Earl Thomas Connolly to this woman. <laughs> Somewhere a lady has Earl Thomas Connolly's name signed by Keith Whitley. <laughs> That's awesome indeed. <laughs> hopefully that hopefully that will happen next story. year. We'll make a big push on that over the next year for it. But hey, Dwight, congratulations to you, the family, all of uh, all of Keith's friends and and fans out there as well. And of course, I know it's, it's special, obviously, for Lori and for Jesse Keith as well that, oh, yeah. that they're, he's going in. So congratulations to the family. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate the support that y'all give Keith and uh, just. Thank you very much, Ken, from all the Whitleys. And you're part of the family, too. So we are part of our family, Dwight. We appreciate you, buddy. Oh, we, we love that, and thank you very much. Thanks a lot, folks, for checking in with us on our Big Buck Legends one-on-one -on -one podcast. More to come here. I'm Jason Toy. Have a great day, everybody. All right, son, the party's over. You've been listening to your Big Buck Legends one-on-one -on -one podcast. Thank you for checking us out. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Okay, I need to tell you two things. If you want to contact us, you can email us at studio at bigbuck1015.com or find us online at bigbuck1015.com. The Big Buck Legends one-on-one -on -one podcast has been a production of Kendra Digital, Toy Production Services, and your home for the legends. Big Buck Country, 1015.